the Superstition Mountains are seemingly home to every nightmare you want to avoid. Whether it be a skimwalker, other unexplained happenings, or creepy people hiding behind every shadow, these mountains hold some absolutely terrifying stories and these viewers sent in their experiences while spending time in this mountain range. If you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, whether it's in the mountain range of the superstitions or somewhere else, be sure to submit your story at swampdweller.net or at r slash thedarkswamp on reddit. Overnight Camping in the Superstitions by Anonymous I'm a 17-year-old guy currently living in Phoenix, Arizona. The incident occurred six months ago on the overnight trip that I took to the Superstition Mountains, about an hour's drive east of Phoenix. I won't specify the exact trail because I've been doing this stuff long enough to realize what happens when you put things on the internet. Whether it's a good course, an abandoned mind, ghost, or whatever it may be, people usually come flocking with a lot of trash and loud music. I took this trail, an 8 mile loop through a canyon, a simple in and out overnight trip. I had planned to go with my friend, but the last minute cancellation on his part left me alone. So, with a bag packed and car ready to go, I decided to go independently. Of course, I left the house a little bit late, and having trouble navigating through rough forest roads, I didn't arrive at the trailhead until around 5.45, which, for those who don't backpack, is a huge no-no. I had about a four-mile hike until I arrived at my planned camping spot, and it was getting dark fast so I figured if I moved quickly enough, I could probably get at least two to three miles in before I had to find a spot. Unfortunately, this strategy left me hiking a dark trail with about 15 miles of dirt road between me and anyone else. Walking in the dark was scary, especially when I was alone in the remote wilderness. Eventually, it got so dark that I could only see where my headlamp was pointing, and that's when I figured I needed to stop and get a camp set up only using the headlamp as my light source and trying to move fast. I ended up in a less ideal spot than I had wanted, but there were some burnt pieces of wood and the remains of a fire circle. Hence, it did look like people had been there before, but not any time recently. My priority was to get a fire going. I scanned the area around me, found some dry wood, and got my fire going. I set up my tarp and cracked open a can of chili mac I had brought and was looking forward to eating. I felt good, my camp was set up, and my food was finally on the fire. That uneasy feeling from the hike had almost dissipated entirely, and concern from the walk-in had virtually disappeared. However, it was still there, a side effect of camping alone in remote areas of course. To fully understand what went down, I have to explain how my camp was set up. I had picked a small clearing surrounded by large pine trees with a trail about 30 feet to my left. When you're in the woods with a small fire going, the fire cast a circle of light around it, and everything on the edge of that circle and past it is pitch black. I was sitting on the ground near my fire eating dinner when a small rock about the size of a marble was thrown into my camp. I looked at the tiny rock in shock as I was positive that I was the only person on this trail that night. I immediately turned my light on and towards the area where I had seen the rock coming from 
but due to the density of the pine trees and brush, I could only see about 10 feet in front of me, and I didn't notice anything out of the ordinary. I spent the next 15 minutes in disbelief as I scanned the tree line surrounding me, searching for any sign of what or whoever had thrown the rock. Not daring to stray too far away from the fire that in hindsight only offered me a false sense of security. Finally, after sitting back down and spending the rest of my time on high alert, I convinced myself that I had somehow kicked the rock or had fallen from a tree or something of the sense. I went to sleep that night not really knowing what to expect, just ready for pure terror that would unfold at any moment. Instead, I woke up to the rustling of leaves. Barely inaudible if you weren't listening for them, but they were there. Still, in a sleepy daze, I heard the rustling of leaves. Harder to hear as I assumed they were moving away from me. I went to grab the handheld flashlight I had left next to me when I fell asleep. But the more I looked, the more I got scared as I realized it was no longer there. I stood up in my sleeping bag, ducked out of my tarp, and looked around. I could see the light off in the woods. It couldn't have been more than 15 feet away. It was my flashlight lying on the ground in a pile of leaves. This is one of the few moments in my life where I felt like I almost crapped my pants. The flashlight had been left sitting right next to me when I fell asleep a few hours ago, and now was 15 feet away from me, past the tree line in the woods. I quickly slipped my boots on, clutching my knife in my other hand and keeping my head on a swivel. I weighed my options, staying here and waiting the night or attempting the three-mile hike back to the car in the dark. Whoever was with me would have a better advantage if I was put out on the trail without a light, so I decided I would stay at the camp and wait out the night there. Eventually, it came back. I could hear it walking through the woods once more. It was far off at first, but I could listen to it slowly getting closer. It sounded almost like someone leisurely walking by, like they were on a stroll without a care in the world. Sometimes, it would wander too far away for me to hear anything and I would lose track of the steps. But then, maybe an hour or two later, it would return, still faint as ever. This continued for about three or four hours until I listened to the steps get closer and closer until they were easily only five feet away from me. The fire had been tiny at this point, as I had run out of wood. Finally, the footsteps stopped, and everything went silent. I sat there for easily two hours, clutching a knife and praying, taking the knife in my hand and praying that I wouldn't hear anything else. I stayed like that until the sun illuminated me to see that I was alone at my campsite. I packed my things and sped walked the three miles back down to the trail I had taken. Finally, I arrived at the empty dirt road where my car was parked and nearly sprinted to it as I unlocked my Subaru, jumped in, and drove away. I didn't stop until I had put at least 20 miles between me and that wretched place. I stopped at a gas station in the Apache Junction to buy a Red Bull, but mostly to see and talk to another human being. As I exited the store, I read what was written in the dust on the back window of my car. It said, Sleep well? Many weird things have happened to me on my various adventures through Arizona. But this was the most mysterious and scariest thing that I've ever had happen to me, and I just wanted to share. Surviving a Bear Attack by Johnson Brewer, 1984 
As I hiked through the Superstition Mountains, I marveled at the rugged beauty of the desert landscape. Finally, the sun was setting, casting long shadows over the rocky terrain. I had planned to camp out for the night and continue my hike in the morning. As I walked, I saw a clearing up ahead. Uh, I quickened my pace, eager to find a spot to set up my tent before it got too dark. But as I entered the clearing, I froze in terror. There, lying in a pool of blood was the mutilated body of a deer. Its head had been torn clean off, and its entrails were scattered across the ground. I felt the chill run down my spine, and I couldn't help but wonder what could have done this. As I looked around the clearing, I saw a set of footprints leading away from the scene. They were too big to belong to any animal I knew in these mountains. My heart pounded as I followed the footprints plunging me into the woods. After a few minutes of walking, I heard a low growling sound coming up ahead. My stomach turned as I realized the footsteps must belong to a bear. And not just any bear, a grizzly bear. I wanted to turn back and run as far and as fast as possible, but something compelled me to keep moving forward. I couldn't shake the feeling that there was something important I needed to see, even if it meant risking my life. As I crept closer, I saw a cave entrance on the side of a cliff. The growling was coming from inside, but my curiosity got the best of me. I had to know what was in there. I stepped into the cave and the growling grew louder and louder. Finally, my eyes adjusted to the darkness and I saw the outline of a massive grizzly bear. Its eyes glowed in the dark and it bared its teeth at me. I tried to back away slowly, but my foot slipped on a rock and I fell to the ground fairly hard. The bear lunged at me and I closed my eyes expecting the worst. But then, I felt a hand on my shoulder and I opened my eyes to see a man standing over me. He was tall and muscular with a wild look in his eyes. He spoke to the bear in a language I didn't recognize and for some reason it backed away snarling. The man helped me to my feet and I saw that he was wearing a necklace made of bones. I realized with a sickening feeling that they were human bones. He grinned at me, showing me his sharp teeth. You're lucky I found you first, he said. The bear would have been a mercy compared to what I would have done to you. I stumbled backward, my heart pounding. I turned and ran as fast as I could. I, I had no idea what this person was planning, but I don't think they ever ended up chasing me. Eventually, I did end up out of the Superstition Mountain safely. But I, I've never returned to those woods, and I don't think I ever will. I can't shake the feeling that I stumbled upon something ancient and dark that's better left alone. Lost in the Superstitions by Anonymous Hiker Bro I was always so adventurous, and hiking in the Superstition Mountains had been one of my bucket list things for a very long time. So, one bright sunny morning, I packed my backpack with all the essentials and set off on my journey. I had heard stories of people getting lost in the Superstition Mountains, but I had researched and was confident in my navigating skills to get through that rugged terrain with no problem. I decided to venture off trail to explore less traveled areas and see things most hikers have yet to experience. As I made my way through the rocky landscape, I began to feel a sense of dread wash over me. The air suddenly grew cold, and I heard strange noises off in the distance. I really did try to brush it off, honestly. 
telling myself it was just my imagination playing tricks on me. But then I realized that I had made a wrong turn somewhere along the way, and the trail markers guiding me were nowhere to be seen. I was completely disoriented at this point. I tried retracing my steps, but everything looked the same and I couldn't find any recognizable landmarks. As the sun began to set, panic really started to set in. I had no food or water left, and the temperature dropped rapidly. I searched for any sign of civilization, but didn't really find anything. The darkness that enveloped me was absolute, and I could barely see a few feet in front of me. I was lost, alone, and absolutely terrified. The noises around me had grown louder, and I could hear something moving in the shadows. I tried to call out for help, but my voice was weak, and I knew nobody could hear me. As I stumbled through the darkness, I began to feel like I was being watched. Every time I turned around, I saw nothing but eerie darkness. I could feel my heart pounding in my chest, and my mind was filled with dread. I don't know how long I wandered through the darkness, but I eventually collapsed from exhaustion, and I honestly don't remember much after that. But all I recall is waking up in a hospital bed. I had been found by a search and rescue team who had been searching for quite a few days. To this day, I don't know what caused me to get lost in the Superstition Mountains, but I do know that it was a terrifying experience that I will never forget. Haunted Cabin in the Mountains by Sean S. The Superstition Mountains had always enticed me. The rugged peaks, the vast expanses of wilderness, and the tales of lost treasure that littered the area all had a certain allure for me. So, when I stumbled upon a small cabin for rent nestled deep in the heart of the mountains, I jumped at the chance to spend a week there. At first, everything was perfect. The cabin was cozy and quaint, with a wood-burning stove and a porch overlooking a stunning vista of jagged peaks and rustling pines. But as the sun began to set each evening, a strange feeling began to creep over me. It was like the cabin was alive and not in a good way. The first night I woke up to the sound of creaking floorboards. At first I assumed it was just the wind, but as the sound grew louder, I knew something was off. I laid there, frozen in fear, as the footsteps grew closer. Finally, they stopped just outside my door in a cliché manner. I held my breath, waiting for whatever was out there to make its move, but nothing ever happened. Eventually, I just fell back asleep, convinced it was my imagination. The next night, things got a bit worse. As I lay in bed, trying to drift off to sleep, I heard a strange whispering from the woods outside. At first, it was so faint that I could barely make out the words, but as it grew louder, I could hear a woman's voice pleading for help. I tried to ignore it, but the voice grew insistent until it was all I could hear. The third night was the worst of all. As I lay in bed, I could feel something watching me. It was like eyes boring into my soul from somewhere in the darkness. I tried to rationalize it. Maybe it was just an animal or my overactive imagination. I was somewhat on edge from the past few nights, but the feeling grew stronger. Finally, I mustered the courage to get up and investigate. I searched the cabin from top to bottom, but there was nothing there. No animals, no people, not even a breeze to rustle the curtains. 
but as I turned back to bed, I saw something moving outside. It was too dark to determine what it was, but I could feel its malevolence seeping through the cabin walls. That was when I realized I was definitely not alone in this place. The rest of my week in that cabin was a blur of terror and confusion. Every single night, I heard strange sounds, saw things moving in the shadows, and felt unshakable dread that I could not explain. When I finally left, I was exhausted, frightened, and utterly convinced that that cabin was haunted by something beyond human understanding. I shudder whenever I think back on that week in the Superstition Mountains. I will never forget the terror I felt in that haunted cabin, settled deep in the heart of the wilderness. My week of relaxation turned into a week of nightmares. Something Horrifying Ran Me Off the Road by Anonymous I've always been drawn to the supernatural and the unknown. So, when I heard about the Skimwalker legends of the Superstition Mountains, I knew I had to see for myself. I packed my bags, grabbed my camera, and headed to the mountains, excited to uncover the mysteries ahead. As I drove deeper into the hills, the paved road slowly turned into a winding dirt road. The scenery around me became increasingly isolated with only the occasional cactus or rock formation to break up the monotony of the desert landscape. That's when I saw it, a figure that was standing on the side of the road, its form twisted and contorted in ways that should have been impossible. The eyes shone like yellow orbs in the dark and as I drove closer, I could feel a chill run down my spine. Then suddenly the figure darted out in front of my car, causing me to swerve off the road and crash into a nearby cactus. My head hit the steering wheel and everything went black. When I woke up, the sunset and my car were totaled. I tried to escape, but my legs were pinned under the dashboard, and panic set in as I realized how isolated and vulnerable I was to the dangers of the desert. That's when I heard it. A growling sound coming from around me. I couldn't pinpoint from where, it almost seemed like it was from everywhere. I could feel eyes watching me from the darkness and the sound of footsteps closing in. As the footsteps grew closer, I could see the shape of the skimwalker emerging from the shadows. It was the exact figure that had caused me to crash, but now it was even more grotesque and human looking. Its skin hung off its body in ragged strips, revealing patches of fur and scales underneath. Its eyes glowed with a sinister intelligence, and I knew I was in grave danger. I tried to free myself from the wreckage of my car, but it was no use. The skimwalker was almost upon me, and I knew this was the end. In a last-ditch effort, I managed to grab my camera and snap a photo of the creature before it reached me. That was the last thing I remember before everything went to black again. When I woke up, I was in a hospital bed surrounded by concerned doctors and nurses. They told me that a group of hikers had found me and that I was lucky to be alive. But I knew the truth. I know what I encountered that day was a skimwalker, and it had run me off the road to claim me as its next victim. I still remember the creature, a continuous reminder of the horrors lurking in the Superstition Mountains, and I know I will never be the same again moving forward. Arizona Road Trip Disaster by Kai the Mechman 
As I drove through the winding roads of the Superstition Mountains, I couldn't shake the feeling that I was being watched, like something was stalking me. The sun was setting, casting long shadows over the rocky terrain. I turned on my headlights, illuminating the road ahead, but the clouds seemed to grow darker. The mountains were known for their strange occurrences, but I had never believed in the supernatural. That was until something went very wrong. About halfway through the mountains, I saw a figure in the middle of the road. At first, I thought it was a deer or some other animal. But as I got closer, I realized it was a person. The figure was dressed in tattered clothing and shadows obscured their face. I slowed down, hoping the person would move out of the way. But for whatever reason, they just didn't. As I got closer, I could see they were staring at me with glowing eyes. The hairs on my neck instantly stood up and a chill ran down my spine. I tried to swerve to avoid them, but it was too late. I hit the person with a sickening thud, and my car came screeching to a halt. I was in shock, I'm not even going to lie. I couldn't believe what had just happened. I exited the car to check on the person, but I realized this was no human that I hit when I approached them. Their skin was cold and clammy. Their limbs were twisted at unnatural angles. It was then that I heard a faint murmuring coming from the darkness. Then another whispering sound came from the other side of the darkness and it became more frantic and it's like it was growing louder. I could hear other strange noises from the shadows start to erupt. I turned to run back to my car, but it wouldn't start. Panic set in as I realized I was stranded in the middle of the mountains with something not from this world. I looked around and I could see movement in the shadows. It was as if something was crawling toward me, but I couldn't see what it was. The whispering grew louder, and I could feel it in my bones at this point. I was not alone in the darkness. I felt something brush against my leg, and I saw a hand reaching out from the darkness. It was cold and clammy, and it was definitely not human. I tried to shake it off, but it was too strong. Its grip was piercing. I was, I was being pulled into the shadows by an unseen force. I screamed and fought, but it was no use. I was being dragged deeper and deeper into the wilderness, the darkness. The whispering grew louder and more frantic as I pulled further and further away from the safety of my car. As the darkness consumed me, I realized the stories I heard about the Superstition Mountains were true. Something evil lived in these mountains, and I had become its latest victim. The whispering became a roar and I could feel something cold and slimy wrapping around my body. It was then that I saw a creature, unlike anything I'd ever seen before. It had glowing red eyes, sharp claws and a mouth full of razor, sharp teeth. I was about to scream when luckily, a semi-truck came barreling past. The creature let me go, and I was able to literally, somehow, in the blink of an eye, run as fast as I could to the road to try to get help. The trucker luckily stopped, and I was saved, at least for the time being. Because every night since then I've had nightmares of this creature. I almost feel like it's coming for me, I almost feel like it's infected my inside, my brain. I don't know what to do, maybe it's just PTSD, but thank you for allowing me to share my story. Thanks for listening to these creepy and allegedly true scary stories from the Superstition Mountains sent in by viewers just like you. 
As always, if you enjoyed these stories, please be sure to hit that like button as it helps me out a ton. The more likes this episode gets, the more YouTube promotes it in the algorithm, and that's very, very helpful. If you're new to the swamp, why not join us? Be sure to hit that subscribe button and turn on notifications to never miss a new video as I upload them nearly every single day on all things natural and supernatural. If you're on the go but don't have YouTube Premium but still want to download and listen to your favorite Swamp Dweller scary stories no matter where you are, you can download them absolutely free from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and just about everywhere else you find your favorite podcast online. It would be absolutely amazing if you're on Spotify and or Apple Podcast and can give us a five-star rating on those platforms. It really helps us grow and is very appreciated. If you made it all the way to the end of the video, the code word for today is Shimmering Knife. I'd love to see you guys make some funny comments down below to confuse anybody who doesn't make it to the end. I always enjoy seeing them. Be sure to join me on all the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff, and I will see you all very soon with another creepy episode.